Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Our Living History at LaGrange College. My name is Felicia T. Moore, and I am this archive specialist at the Super Archives located in the Franklin Laura Lewis Library at LaGrange College in LaGrange, Georgia. Today, we are continuing to spotlight LaGrange College students that are coping with the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020. Good morning. Please tell us your name, where you're from, a little bit about your parents, your siblings, and your hometown. Good morning. My name is Ronald Youngblood. Ashley is Ronald Edward Youngblood, the third. My granddad, he would have been senior. My dad is junior, and I'm the third. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, at the time, right now, still stay in a two-parent household. My mom, my dad, Ronald, and Vicky Youngblood. Uh, I got a younger brother. Uh, he attends Troy University at the time. He is now a freshman. Um, and I mean, my parents just work day to day. My dad's a Birmingham police officer. My mom, she works for the Fraternal Order of Police. Uh, so they just pretty much working all the time. But I mean, we're pretty stable household, trying to succeed in the world right now. What is the name of the high school that you attended? Well, my ninth and tenth grade, I attended Ramsey High School, but I transferred there because of uh, basketball situations. Actually, I left there and I went to uh, Huffman. My eleventh and twelfth grade, I graduated from Huffman High School in twenty seventeen. How did you find out about Lagrange College? Mm, well, not a funny story, but a story. Uh, my friend Isaiah Core attended uh, Lagrange College for a minute, um, and uh. A kind of tragic event happened to him, and going over there to Huffman, like, they kind of took me under their wing. Isaiah played at Huffman. That's the school he attended last. Uh, played football and basketball, but uh, I talked to Coach uh, Coach Ward. I was like, Coach, I'm trying to play in college. Like, I really want to go somewhere and play. I'm not trying to give up on basketball. Yeah, I just ain't had long enough. And, um, I mean, I feel like personally Isaiah was looking over me. And his mom, you know, she kind of she kind of gave me some insight on the school. I came up here and visited. I played open runs, and I liked the guys that I seen at open runs. Academic-wise, I knew I was going to need a lot of attention. So during my research, I seen that I was going to get a lot of one-on-one -on -one attention from teachers. So that's pretty much how I ended up here at LaGrange with my friend Isaiah Core. But all in all, just the visit itself was phenomenal. What is your major, and do you live on campus? Uh, right now, my major is uh, Digital, Creative, Media, and Film, DCMF. Uh, and yes, I do stay currently stay on college campus. With that major, what are your aspirations? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, right now, my personal dreams with this major, like, Anything I want that I want to do in life, period. Like I wanted to revolve around the game of basketball. So, uh, with this major, me picking up the camera, the photography, the videography, trying to do different things. I really want to be an NBA videographer. Like at the end of the day, like at the end of the long stick, I want to be an NBA videographer. Tell me about your involvement with the Black Male Initiative or BMI uh, organization here on the Lagrange College campus. Um. 
Well, I uh, was elected as the president uh, last year by Robert Allen, so I am currently the president of Black Male Initiative. Um, so involvement-wise, I'm fully involved, all in. Uh, what else did you want to know about it? Tell me how many members do you have, uh, if you have any officers, and who is the advisor of BMI? Um, currently at the moment, we right now, we have eight members. Uh, I got Julian Cameron as my treasurer. Uh, McKinley Irves, he's the social media specialist. And uh, Lincoln Anderson as the VP. Um, but like I said, at the time, we only have eight members. Um, looking for anybody willing to join LaGrange, uh, LaGrange College Black Male Initiative. We're here to keep the retention rate down here at LaGrange. So anybody who feels out of, out of place, out of pocket, and uncomfortable, that's what we're here for. What are some of the activities you have been uh, actively involved in? Um, and excuse me, I forgot to let you know about our advisor, Rob Dix. He asked you this first activity I'm finna give you that we did was the protest, uh, which was last week on um, October 1st. Uh, he helped us put together a Black Lives Matter protest right here on Vernon Street. Um, so the protest was about an hour and 50 minutes. Um, and I think we got a good point across. But also, uh, Rob Dix and a couple other guys, Brian Carlisle, Ryan Cook, they helped us put together a couple other um, activities for campus-wise, such as the Ebony Ball. The Ebony Ball, it was just like uh, we were celebrating Miss Verona Hill and for her being the first uh, African-American woman to graduate from LaGrange College. Um, we also, Black Male Initiative, uh, through the power of Rob Dix, helped us. Uh, we worked this thing called the Fastest Kids uh, Track Meet. And um, it's a track meet dealing with all the kids from around all the elementary schools around the city um, or around the count, Troop County. Uh, we had big involvement on Miss Verona Hill, the plaque we got put up for Miss Verona Hill uh, for Black History Month. Black Male Initiative put on a church ceremony for uh, LaGrange College, the campus in, in its, uh, the campus in a whole uh, with Pastor Chris and Destiny Church uh, from down the street here at LaGrange uh, AMC Movie Theater. Excuse me. Uh, we did the stereotypes of black men. And we also had a Facebook Live discussion that I, I was featured in. Yasmin Roper was featured in. Uh, Anna Robinson and a couple others. And just to clarify for our listeners, Mrs. Verona Roundhill was the first African-American graduate of LaGrange College in 1969. She was honored here at, uh, well, in February 2020 during Black History Month at the program that you were just speaking of. Yes, ma'am. It was actually on the 28th, the exact date. Okay. Yes, ma'am. There has been a lot going on in the world. 2020 has been a crazy year. That's really a good word for it. So many tragic things have been happening to black males and females. We could call several names, but some of the most prominent ones have been Miss Breonna Taylor, Mr. Omar Aubrey, Mr. George Floyd. Tell me how those tragic events have made you feel and have they prompted you to be more active in 2020? Most definitely. Um, the deaths 
of those people, I mean, and the way that it happened, it it was kind of traumatizing, let alone kind of scary. Uh, me being a black man myself, having to worry about getting pulled over by the police, and th a tragic event like that happening, like, sometimes it make you feel like you just need to sit down and just stay out the way. Like, you really don't want to be involved in a lot just because you see, like, what they what they doing and with no care in the world, you know? Cameras on, uh, people telling them to stop, thousands of people around, they doing it anyways. Uh, I mean, it's kind of scary. And then the scariest part about that is, I know at the beginning of the podcast, I was letting you know my dad was a Birmingham police officer. So my dad being a police officer and and the retention that police officers are having to, having to take now, you know, it kind of, it put me in a, a nervous predicament because I'm all the way up here in LaGrange, Georgia, but my dad's a Birmingham police officer, you know, and I have to worry about day-to-day, -day, like, something happening to him, my dad going to the wrong place at the wrong time, like, I mean, it's really, the, the, I don't know, like, it, it brought tears to my eyes a couple of times just seeing, seeing the actual events that's really going on, and that's why being the president of the Black Male Initiative, I feel like it's so important to me because, like, I had an opportunity to help the people around me stand up for what's right. I can definitely understand that you're kind of anxious with your family situation. You're probably kind of torn. Are, are you kind of torn? Yeah. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you hear a lot about defunding the police, and that's not saying to do away with the police department, but that's just taking some of the funds that are allocated for the various police departments and putting them towards other activities in the community. How do you feel about that? I know this may be catching you off guard a little bit, but how do you feel about it? Because uh, it, it really is a big question during this 2020 presidential election that is already underway between President Donald Trump and candidate and former Vice President Joe Biden. Personally, I feel like, you know, watching a lot of movies, seeing a lot of things, hearing about a lot of things, even coming up with my own my own thoughts, defund the police, that's one thing that I'm definitely not for. Because without, without them, like, we would be at, the world would be a terror right now, personally, if you ask me. But I say get officers who are, Get officers who are who are who are gonna abide by the rules or whatever it is that the restrictions that they have, and not the guys that you just feel like your buddies or, you know what I'm saying? Like you need to, we need to really go within the police stations and 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 numb everything up just to weed out the weak. You know, the people that's really not there to do their job, really there just being dirty cops. If that's what that's how you wanna put it. Cause I like I said, my my dad's been a police officer. He's retired from twenty years. My dad's retired from twenty years. He just got back on the force recently. So that's what I'm saying. Like I know, defunding the police, that's that's not that's not gonna do nothing for us. Cause the police not gonna want to do nothing at all. You know, they they working for a living. They putting their life on the line every day. But it's the guys that you know the guys that we seeing ruin it for them, such as the police officers of George Floyd's case, the police officers of uh, Amar Aubrey case, uh, uh, the police officers of Breonna Taylor case, like guys like that, like you, I mean, personally, you see, we see what's going on, it's plain as day, I feel like we just need to get within the, 
within the precincts and fix it instead of trying to run from it, thinking it's a money issue because it's not. You mentioned a couple of minutes ago that you're very worried about your dad, but has he, just like any other parent, given you any advice? Like you hear all the time that parents are giving their black male sons and daughters. Honestly, truly, a lot of it. My dad, one thing, one thing, person that I care about the most is making making my parents look bad. Like my dad being a Birmingham police officer, I get pulled over the police officer tag, and the police officer saying step out the car and something going wrong. As long as I feel, I personally feel like as long as everything on my end is right, you know, I handle the police with with the utmost respect, like he deserved for doing his job, um, and. And keeping it cordial, I mean, that's the best message my dad engaged to me is just, I mean, only thing you can do is pray and handle it with diligence. Like, do what he say. Do what the police officer say, even if it come down. you, If you know you're not in the wrong, you're not doing nothing wrong. Just, But, if the, I mean, if the police officer is really harassing you, then that's a different story. You know, he like, like 22 years old, you're not just going to let no man run over you, like gun or no gun, badge or no badge. Like, you still stand up for what, what's yours. But at the same time, like, make sure you, just like in school, you giving the police officer the utmost respect so y'all can get this out the way as easy as possible. It might result in a ticket, but it might not. It might result in you stepping out the car. It might not. So he said just handle, handle it like you've been handling everything else in life. That's good. What about your friends? Are they handling themselves any differently in 2020? How have they been responding? Have they been on board with the protests that you all put on a couple of weeks ago? Uh, let me be the first to say this. Like, when you say friends, I don't put color on friends. So when you say friends, I'm speaking for the mass majority, all my friends. Uh, personally, protest-wise, here at LaGrange, kind of like on campus-wise, my friends have been very supportive of me. They've been very supportive of what's going on because they know it's not right. For the simple fact, we hang out, we kick it every day. We talk every day. You know, even my friends on our, on my side, like on my side of the skin, they, I mean, they hurting about it because we got to think, what if it happened to us every day? Like it could happen to you any day. We leave, we leave the parking lot, it could happen to you right across the street. So it's almost like my friends, Personally, my friends is looking at it like we just gotta do everything we can to stay out of that situation, and that's the that's the best way to put it. And I mean, the friends, as in support wise, like it's been phenomenal. Like all of my friends, from Birmingham all the way up here to Lagrange. Have you had a chance to meet our new president, Dr. Susanna Baxter, one on one yet? Uh, I got the opportunity to give her a little fist bump due to COVID. Uh, we chopped it up for just a little second uh, right after the protest, but one-on-one, not yet. I'm, I'm, I know she's more than delighted to meet me. I just haven't got around to it, uh, but I haven't met with her one-on-one yet. All right, we are almost done. You named a lot of activities that you have been involved in. What are you most proud of in reference to your campus involvement? Um, it's got to be BMI, Black Male Initiative. And um, personally, I say that because when I was handed the job, I didn't, or when I earned the job, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. Like, I didn't, I didn't think I was ready for to take on a whole group of men, lead them in the right direction, 
um, be the voice of somebody else. I didn't think I was prepared for that, but um, Black Male Initiative really have gave, given me that drive, that fire, like blood, you are, like young blood, you are the leader. Like, you are a leader. Like, you don't follow. Like, stay humble, stay true to yourself, and keep spreading your knowledge, keep spreading your word. So Black Male Initiative really didn't open my eyes up and, and show me that whatever it is that I put my mind to, I can do. I can definitely see your leadership skills and everything that you, um, that what that I've witnessed um, from the Ebony Ball um, to the Miss Verona Brown Hill event uh, to the protests and other activities here on campus. So congratulations and keep up the good work, Ronald. To wrap things up, I'd like to ask how this 2020 COVID-19 pandemic has affect you inside? Personally, um, I feel like I've found a peace of mind. Like, as far as I was able to just sit down and really feel, like, understand myself. So I started doing a lot of meditation. I got real deep into the Bible. Uh, I do a lot of praying. My mom always emphasized pray, pray, pray. But throughout the pandemic, it just didn't show me, like, how to grow up. Um, like I feel like I done went from a boy to a man within within just that time span, realizing like a lot of the stuff that I I have to do for myself. Um, so the pandemic I personally feel like treated me pretty well, for the simple fact like I'm not one for nothing. I'm living my life more abundantly than anything. And and meditating it just helped me. It helped me clear my mind. It helped me get my thoughts together. I be wrapped up in my thoughts a lot. So that's what quarantine did for me. Just being stuck in the house, can't do nothing but play the game. You really get tired of it, you know? So I appreciate you. Well, that's it for today, everyone. I'm Felicia T. Moore for our living history at LaGrange College. Remember that I have interviewed long-term and retired faculty and staff, alumni and community members affiliated with LaGrange College. I would like to encourage you to come by the Super Archives to view our video and our transcript projects after the COVID-19 pandemic. Bye-bye.